0: Bodies by the Numbers is a horror podcast. Viewer discretion is advised. to Bodies by the Numbers, a horror podcast where we keep track of how we die in horror media. I am your host, Ander Mack, and this is my co-host. Oh, Grace Lee. (laughs) And today we're watching Carrie from 1976, directed by Brian De Palma, written by Stephen King and Lawrence D. Cohen. Now, Stephen King, he did write this. Yeah. He gets credit because he wrote the novel, and Cohen uh, adapted it to screenplay.
1: Yeah, apparently there's some pretty, like at least character-wise, some strong differences between the book and the movie. I've never read the book. I've only seen the movie, like twenty minutes ago.
0: Well, you see, in, in your defense, you're not as into scary movies and such.
1: No, no.
0: Speaking of which, how did you like Harry? Tell me your feeling. <sighs>
1: I I did, I liked Carrie, but I think this movie also made me very angry, man. Like, God, because it, it takes place, like, what, within the, the form of, like, a week, right? Shit goes down on Monday and ends on Friday. And it's just, man, it's just pretty much, you just watch this, like, poor 16-year-old just, like, get the life beaten fucking out of her, pretty much, in movie format.
0: Yeah, I find Carrie a very interesting movie because, like, I don't know if I told you this, but this is one of the movies I have not written down a personal review on for myself yet. So, I'm watching this movie with both the podcast in mind and my own personal shitty review in mind. And, like, I'm loving the soundtrack. Oh, yeah. It takes a sweet time to get to its climax. And overall, like, even though there is nudity and kind of this sexualization of death, specifically, it's not very sexual as a movie, despite it being about Carrie's first period.
1: Yeah, I mean, that first shot, I feel like, is a little odd, at least for me. Like, I've I've been in, like, in women's, you know, like, locker rooms, and that is not my personal experience in locker rooms.
0: Oh, that's totally yeah. how the men's locker room is. Like, Penis is out everywhere. Yeah,
1: like most people. Like I mean, usually locker rooms aren't the warmest place either. Like usually, because like at least like that, like most high schools and like that I went to, or middle schools that I went to, you know, the locker room was attached to the gym, and the gym usually had doors to the outside space, and it's all fucking brick walls, so it's chilly as shit. So usually, you know, you like you undress and you dress, you know, pretty fast. I mean, yeah, people hang out, but they usually don't hang out naked. Um, <laughs> granted, I've lived in pretty much more northern climates, so I've never really lived anywhere where it was hot. So that's probably different. Also, um, I mostly grew up facing the changing and facing the wall because all
0: all my penis jokes aside, for the men's locker room. Even when I was uh, skinny and fit, yeah. Yeah. I would be facing my locker, yeah. get changed, and yeah. be finished.
1: Yeah, no, I was just gonna say pee also wasn't usually a fun time because like I had like what my feet and like no coordination to speak of, so I didn't really want to spend too much time there anyway. But I mean, hey, maybe if you were a sports kid, maybe that was your experience in the locker room.
0: I, I definitely was a bit more athletic yeah. before I became a stoner, so. That changed why I got fat. <laughs> yeah. We have been talking about the first scene for a second, so yep. let's get into the rest of the plot.
1: All right, so after that very long cutscene of, you know, the, the women's locker room, you come across Carrie. Kind of off. She is, like, in that first scene, you can clearly see that she even then is, like, separated because you see all, you know, the happy, like, young girls, like, all chatting or messing around, and then you see Carrie isolated from the rest of the group and she's just like you know having a nice warm hot shower you can see it like misting she seems at peace and then she starts bleeding like there's blood she has some on her hands and she's like holy shit and we find out that she's has no idea what the fuck is going on no idea what's happening to her so of course she freaks out and runs to like the nearest group of girls and is like what is happening help me help me help me and at first they're like what and then honestly she's touching them with the, the bloody hand if someone had done that to me i i imagine i might have had a similar reaction where i push them away and i'm like what are you doing after that though they the girls just turn downright cruel plug it up yeah, yeah. Once they realize what's going on, they keep screaming, plug it up. And then they, they just start throwing tampons and pads at her and laughing at her. Because, like, I mean, for them, like, she's just overreacting, right? Uh, the teacher, though, sees, like, this kind of, like, she hears the chanting and sees the circle forming. And is like, oh, God, who's burning? You know, <laughs> who's being burned at the stake here? So she runs out. She stops the girl. She pulls them off.
0: She slaps Carrie. Yeah,
1: she slapped. She yeah. She's like she's no like Carrie is clearly having a panic attack. And if, if, if it was like in modern times, I'd been like you should know how to handle a panic attack better. But um, yeah, the teacher slaps her and then still tries to calm her down. Like orders the other girls away. You do see one of the the girls. I believe her name is Sue.
0: I believe so. Yeah,
1: I think her name is Sue. Let
0: me check that out real quick. Yeah,
1: and uh, you see on her face a clear like look of remorse. You see that she feels shitty for what she did but everybody else is like meh kind of waving it off and eventually though carrie is calmed down the teacher miss collins manages to calm her down is being honestly very empathetic and eventually you kind of see like a cut scene to like the principal's office where you see carrie on the out like on the out again isolated from the talking people but you you see her listening in to miss collins and the principal talking about her I mean, mostly just being like, oh, like... How
0: can she not know about having a period? Obviously, yeah. she is a developed woman at this point. Yeah, this is unheard
1: of. Yeah. Like, like the, the principal was like, wow, like in this day and age, most people find it very poignant to like tell their kids what they're going to go through. Like, you know, this is the dark ages. Usually like, you know, you're informed of your own biology and Carrie was not isolated again in a way. And, eventually, and even like, um, Miss Collins is, of course, you know, these, you know, she probably should, like, you know, be, like, allowed home and stuff like that. And, you know, when, you know, they gesture for, like, Carrie to walk in, the principal does keep calling Carrie Cassie, was it?
0: He Can asked you the, he, you got the name right. Oh. He asked his, uh, receptionist yeah. to bring in Cassie Wright.
1: Yeah. Um, uh, so he gets her name up. He does seem to generally, though, like, care like yeah he might get his her name wrong but there's like clearly a lot of like kids at his school and so I don't hate the guy much for like getting her name wrong yeah he's like hey um do you need me like help do you want to like lay down um before you go do you want us to call you a cab honestly Um,
0: I felt like he was kind of being a jackass to her I don't think he was trying to help and I, I, I see this more as like him dismissing her just because she's a girl like you, I kind of got the read on his character that he almost was belittling Carrie for having uh, such an issue with her own period.
1: Oh, uh, see, I mean, well, I, I just don't keep things of the regular, but yeah, see, I, I took the literal words of "Do you want to like have sleep or do you want to like lay down or you know can I call a cab for you" as like, oh that's a nice thing to do. I mean, but I just might take that as, because like usually when you're like, you know, when like shit happens and you start bleeding, usually that is accompanied by cramps and some people with uteruses can experience horrible pain. So I was thinking more on the terms of, oh shit, like she's in pain. Maybe she should lay down and not walk.
0: And Um, funnily enough, I'm thinking more on the guy's foot. Like, I don't understand. uh... (laughs) Oh, Uh, I'm just gonna try to brush this off and get this off of my uh, plate as fast as I can. And that's a horrible thing to admit, but us guys don't oh, understand yeah. see, that. See, part. I
1: was taken as like, yeah, like if she hasn't had any ibuprofen yet, the pain really might be setting in. She might need to lay down. You might need to get her like a pack, like an ice pack, something. But I mean, hey, those are different experiences. But anyway, they, they pretty much shoo her out of the school and are like, you know, go home, you can take the rest of the day off, which is nice, you know, especially since she had that, like, horrible reaction. Again, Miss Collins even mentioned back in the office, like, um, how she kind of empathized with the girls around her just because, again, like, it's just your biology. This is gonna happen. And, you know, you go through it every month. It's not that much to, like, freak about. like. From a regular perspective, I found it for, so
0: funny as she's saying that she's getting close to him with the
1: smear oh, still on, on her, her pants. Shorts, yeah,
0: and he looks physically uncomfortable.
1: He looks so fucking uncomfortable. You can see him just shrinking back in his chair, like Jesus Christ, don't, don't touch me. Like, oh, oh, God, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. but anyway, um, but you know, Carrie. Eventually, we cut to Carrie, kind of like walking down the street oh wait i almost forgot in this like in that scene when she's in the locker room when she's freaking out she breaks the light bulb and she also breaks the ashtray in the principal's office
0: so we're already starting to see that carrie has some psychic ability oh yeah but this is at the point where she still does not recognize this is her causing
1: it yeah like the, the light bulb, there's no recognition. I think there might be a flash of, I might be doing this with the, the ashtray since she was staring at it when uh, the principal kept uh, calling her the wrong name. But eventually she does, like she leaves, she's walking down and that's when we get like annoying kid number one, um, just this little fucker on his bicycle riding recklessly between trees um, who, you know, as Carrie's walking by. He calls her Creepy Carrie, is that it? Yeah, Creepy Creepy Carrie, Carrie. Creepy Carrie. And I think this is, like, when she... The first instance of her physically knowing the... Like, she had maybe suspicion, and then when she sees him, like, biking off, I think deliberately fucks with his bike, and he just flops over.
0: I think this was the first time it fully clicked.
1: Yeah, that, oh, I did that. So she, you know, kind of hurries on home. She enters her house, you know, walks upstairs and then she hears downstairs that the phone is ringing she kind of like stands at the like the, the beginning of her steps to try and listen in because we see her mom um pick up the phone oh I almost we've, already we've, already, we've already been introduced to her
0: mom by this point yeah and her mom is like the nightmare christian that yeah. we fear yeah you know just if you're not praying to God or reading the Bible or can recite the perfect Bible verse for everything, you're not a real Christian type of person.
1: All all pleasures in life are sin. Actually existing is a sin. Wow, you're having a good time? Sin. The devil is in you. Like, she, because the first instance we're introduced to her is that kind of at the same time Carrie is walking kind of home or having this experience at school, her mom is going door to door Praising the Lord. Oh, she walks into like she she you see her knock on the door to this house and this woman you know was like oh Mrs. Snell. Mrs. Snell is like, oh kind of like you see her stay at the door until like Mrs. Snell's like, Okay, this is the polite thing to do. So she opens the door and is like, Oh, would you like to come in? And you know, you see her like um started like, Well what was that plant pamphlet she had? About how, like, children are sinners and, like, how children are being led to sin or
0: Basically, something. she wants Mrs. Snell to get her daughter Sue to start reading the good book to try to save the kid's soul. You know, the problem with Mrs. White is that her heart's in the wrong place, but my god, is she misled.
1: God, yeah, no, she's just, like, like you and you can see the other mother being like oh i don't think my daughter would be into that and you can see the the un just like how that she can't like how the uh, miss white can't comprehend that that the other mother is like oh i don't think my daughter would be that into it ha 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 and how miss white just got blank face like and you don't find issue with that (laughs) like you don't like, have that strict amount of control over your daughter's life. Eventually, like, a phone rings, Miss Snell walks off. Um, you can kind of hear some of the conversation, like, what is, like, what is Miss White doing there? Kind of just get her out of the house. And you see Miss Snell come back. And you can see, again, like, you know, Miss White ratty with her, like, repertoire of, oh, the good book, oh, I feel like this passage in the Bible could help you. And you see Miss Snell's like, oh, here's some money, please leave. And you can see that Miss White is, like, insulted by that. You but know, she took the cue. But she, yeah, uh, she took the cash, put it in the bag, walked out, and then kind of almost, at first I thought she was going to, like, slap Miss Nell, but then she just raises her hand and is like, I hope Jesus helped you. Christ and God, may they help you. And she leaves. And then after that, that's when we cut to the house. Carrie's kind of at the beginning of her steps, and we see downstairs Miss White pick up the phone, get the knowledge from the teacher. Uh, Miss White is like, like, I know you're, I know you're listening in. Calm down. And then, uh, and then we see pretty much Miss Way beat Carrie. We see her, like, hit her over the head of a book, I think it was. Um, I don't
0: think it was the Bible she was smacking her with, uh, but was some type of scripture yeah, in that sometime. book she was reciting.
1: Oh, yeah. And then Carrie, Carrie is reasonably angry at her mom like they like the case made fun of me because I I didn't know my own biology I didn't even know that this could happen to my body and she was insulted because she was kept again isolated and in the like just kept ignorant you and yeah no she carried a right to be pissed about that her mother makes her read verse like I don't even think this is in the actual Bible maybe it is reads a verses about how pretty much being a woman is a sin doing anything like yeah what was it yeah eve was weak eve was a sinner women are sinners and we can only pray to avert it like it, it and it and it was just like mind-boggling she, how someone could be so a uh, god yeah no she just,
0: even accused carrie for being at fault for getting her own period yeah because she had sinful lustful thoughts and that caused you to naturally bleed because that's how our bodies work
1: as an asexual i i can stand and say that does not fucking that's not how shit works (laughs) um kind of just fucking happens to you because that's how biology works are you sure you
0: didn't have a lustful thought you know
1: i'm pretty sure i gotta what like, I was 12, man. <laughs> and that was when I still thought I would be assigned a husband and children, dude. Like, I was 12, and I was like, yeah, oh, yeah. One day the government will think I'm too old and assign me a husband and children. Like,
0: that's the way it happens. Yeah, no. You yeah. just haven't gotten the letter yet.
1: <laughs> yeah, just waiting, like, you know, in the mail. Oh, God. Actually, you know, I, I think I thought it came with a house, too. I like that part of it. Like, the kids and the husband can sleep in the doghouse Austin.
0: Well, here's the thing. You take the kids and the husband, you yeah. get a messy divorce, you give him custody, and yeah. you keep the house.
1: Exactly, yeah, yeah. I keep the house and the divorce. And that's what I want.
0: That That's how you're going to use that letter to
1: your advantage. Exactly, exactly, yeah, yeah. Um, moving. Sorry, oh, moving, oh, on, oh. <laughs> moving on. Moving on. Moving on. Moving on. Yeah, no, and Carrie is honestly like trying to fight back. She's like, no, it's just my biology. What are you telling me? And then the mom is like, no, you need to go to the prayer box. And Carrie looks, she screams, she begs, no, she's clearly frightened. And her mom drags her by her hair. I don't know. have, you, it hurts. I've had people tug on my hair that fucking hurts. I cannot imagine being dragged across the kitchen floor.
0: Please look at me again and try to ask me, have I ever been drugged by my hair?
1: (laughs) Okay, yeah, you go mostly bald throughout the year. Okay, never mind.
0: Someone's grabbed me by my beard before when I grow it out. Oh. And I have nine out of ten times punched people for doing that.
1: Honestly, reasonable reaction. No, it, it, it hurts. Yeah, so she drags her by her hair and shoves her into this There's no windows, there's just the one door where there's just the, what was it, St. Sebastian? I
0: think it was St. Sebastian. I think it was St.
1: Sebastian. He's just crucifixed there with arrows, and there's a small Bible and like a candle, and she just locks Carrie in there. Actually, I'm not sure if she locks her in there, but she definitely holds the door shut while Carrie at first screams and begs and bangs on the door until she, I guess, collapses in on herself and starts praying. And that's horrifying, especially when we think Carrie is 16 and she could have been experiencing this her entire life. And that is super fucked up and definitely abuse. And someone should have definitely. I know this is like what the 70s, but someone definitely should have been called. She should have not have been in that house.
0: This was released in 76. So yeah, the 70s.
1: But yeah, fucked up. I'm not. I think it's hours later because I think she gets there. She gets to the house around noon and then it's. It's hours later. It is nighttime. I don't think they even, like, they skip dinner because she's still locked in the closet. Eventually she comes out and- And
0: she thanks her mom. That's the first thing she does. Oh, God.
1: She says, thank you, mama. Yeah, she thanks her. And her mom ignores her. Her mom is doing something with the sewing machine, doesn't really even acknowledge her or, like, no. She comes out of that closet, apologizes, kisses her mother on the cheek and then her mom allows her to go to bed. That's and, fucked up.
0: And as Carrie's in her room she's just staring at her reflection Yeah. With fucking Je-
1: Yeah, yeah. You see there's a picture of Jesus in the background staring down. You see her just staring at herself. I mean she's clearly having some sort of mental breakdown and yeah her powers from what we see completely shatter it and the glass go, the, the mirror shards go everywhere. Her mom hears something, walks upstairs, but when she gets to the top of the stairs, we see Carrie kind of at prayer on her bed. And the mirror, while broken, is has been put back together. And I think that's a very accurate statement to what Carrie is experiencing, what Carrie is going through. She feels broken, but she has pieced herself back together.
0: And she goes to sleep and returns school the next day, right? Yeah. She's been excused from P.E. for the rest of this week because the teacher did feel lost sympathy for her. Yeah, no. And decided, it's it's Carrie's first period. Let's just...
1: Yeah, like, yeah, let's, like, let's give her a break. Again, like, the pain (laughs) can be real sometimes. So she was like, yeah, no, it's...
0: Just go to study hall. Yeah,
1: you're gonna go to study hall while she actually lines up the other girls in the class speaks those harsh words of truth she lines those kids up and it's like you did a really really shitty thing So you're gonna pay for it you're gonna face some consequences to your actions and Sue like you know the girl who you know looked regretful still feels regretful she still feels like oh shit I did a bad thing
0: in the initial locker room scene she was the first girl to stop chastising Carrie yeah throughout most of the scenes after that point she still looks re- remorseful
1: yeah no and like i think the other girls in the class don't realize the depth of what they've done like but also they're fucking kids kids are awful i think it is though specifically chris is her name yeah chris chris who is just the bitch like she is she's a psychopath like uh, while most kids grow up and learn empathy and sympathy and compassion she did not she just stayed that bitch she doesn't get it. She doesn't want to understand why she's being punished. She doesn't understand why she should be facing consequences. And the only time that she looks like upset is when Miss Cohn threatens to like take away prom from her. She's like, no, you're going to stay in PE. You're going to do like the 50 minutes every day and you're going to face some consequences.
0: And Chris is very no you you can't get all of us in trouble and no one backs Chris up.
1: No, everyone else is like, nope, like this isn't worth it. Again, also it's prom, so it's not like there's much school left, right? So there, are every it looks to me like every other kid is like, nope, I'm I'm happy biting my tongue and working out the week. This it's not worth it to fight back. I'm not sure if they actually feel like kill, but like clearly they're just like I'm just gonna get through this and it's gonna be over and done within a week.
0: I'll take my punishment.
1: Exactly yeah like I'll take my punishment. Also while we kind of see like the kids get uh I, I can't remember if it's before or after the scene we see Carrie in study hall. We will we see her looking up. She looks up miracles. I remember she pulls out this I was not born in the 70s, so I don't know how this works. But she it,
0: pulls out. You know how we type on computer yeah. to quickly search yeah. things through most libraries now? Yeah. That's the old-fashioned way of doing oh. it, where you had to pull out the alphabet yeah. stew yeah. and go, all right, this is the area or subject I want, or this is the author I want. So I think those were organized very differently because there weren't computers everywhere yet.
1: That is true, yeah. So she she pulls out that kind of index and she's looking for miracles. That's what she because for I mean, honestly that makes sense for her kind of like religious indoctrination, she's looking for things that shouldn't be able to happen, so she looks for miracles. And under miracles, she sees honestly like kind of bogo science but she sees articles written by people who are like oh yeah the the gifts of the mind telekinesis telepathy the things like the mind can do and she starts like actually going out there and researching it which kudos to her but it it makes sense right because earlier in the like the day before she went through a bodily change she had no idea was gonna happen to her so she wants to know more about this. And she clearly can't trust her mother to go to give her this information, which honestly I think is why Carrie is so like, kind of blasé about like, I have telekinesis because she's already, for her, gone through this, holy shit, this happens to me every fucking month? Who didn't tell me? She's, you know, she's like, well, this is just one more thing, I guess. <laughs> I should be ticking off for puberty, right? <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. You get pimples.
0: Telekinesis. Telekinesis. A period.
1: Yeah. Oh, God. What? You got pimples. Uh, oh, I might cry a little bit. Yeah.
0: What was it? Her blah, mother blah. said it's God's way of chastising you. Pimples.
1: Oh, yeah. Breakouts. Yeah. God, yeah. So, yeah. Just, just another thing. But then we cut to another scene. We're back with, like, you know, the... The ne'er-do-wells the miscreants um pretty much the girl is getting punished they're all just like exercising honestly that looks hard that looks rough they're like they get to the push-up part and i i
0: i'm barely, wheezy watching them. i know
1: i can't even i can barely do one push-up i cannot do a pull-up so honestly i was impressed kudos for the actors for just going through that but again chris gotta fucking stick out you know she's like Fuck this. I ain't fucking doing this. Fuck you. Fuck this school. And the teacher's like, no, you aren't. Get back in line or you're not going to prom. And she and Chris is like, fuck you. I'm not doing this. Miss Collins uh, slaps her, which... uh, It's an
0: effective teaching method.
1: Yeah, I don't know if I agree with that teaching method, but honestly, for Chris... I'll give it a pass.
0: Let's bring back slapping the shit out of our students. Nothing will go wrong.
1: Nothing could go wrong. I mean, they already have guns. What more is a slap? Shit. Okay, (laughs) moving on, moving on. Okay, but um, pretty much Miss Collins is like, fuck you, you're not going to prom. Chris tries to like, she's like, oh, if we all rise up, Usually I'm for that, but honestly, Chris, you're in the wrong, and the kids kind of see that. And uh, She Sue, does
0: the walk of shame.
1: Yeah, Sue is like, shut up. Just shut up. You you know, like, we're here for a reason. We gotta face some consequences. Just shut up. Sue just walks away in a huff, and apparently Noah isn't allowed to go to prom. Thank
0: I, God. Yeah, thank God. <laughs>
1: And then, after that, I think it Yeah, it's after that, Sue goes and she finds her boyfriend, Tommy. Oh, I totally forgot. I think it's earlier in the day. Is that the poem recital?
0: Yeah, that's the yeah, poem. Where poem. Carrie's like, oh, it's a beautiful poem.
1: Yeah, I mean... It was,
0: yeah. And the teacher mocks her. Yeah. Even the teachers are mocking Carrie. Yeah,
1: no, like, and it, it's honestly, the thing is, is it... So it's like a class... And like you know, a, a poem's being read, and the teacher's like, anybody got any criticism? Anybody got anything? And Karis just like, it's beautiful. And honestly, yeah, no, if you liked it, you liked it, right? And the teacher, yeah, is like, oh, it's beautiful. That's not really a criticism. And then Tommy is like, you suck. And the teacher does suck. Yeah, no. Like you were looking for feedback. No one was giving you shit. And someone was like, oh, I actually like that. What the fuck? You, you know? know,
0: sometimes criticism doesn't have to be critical. Yeah. Sometimes it can be a nice fucking yeah. comment.
1: Exactly. Yeah. No one was like, yeah. No one is giving you feedback, and then someone's like, you know what? I actually la- I thought the poem was beautiful. Fuck you, dude. Tommy says you suck. The teacher's like, what the fuck did you say? And Tommy's like, oh shucks. Oh shucks. And pretty much all the kids like laugh. They're like, yeah, fuck you, teacher. F- speed forwarding ahead. Then we get Sue pulling Tommy off to the side and is like, hey could you do a favor for me, like, a special favor? And Tommy's like, well, yeah, I want to know what's going on, but yeah, sure, like, tell me. And Sue's like, hey, I want you to take Carrie White to the prom because I think that'd be a really nice thing to do. And I kind of, I owe her, right? I did a really shitty thing for proms, not that important to me. So I want you to take Carrie to the prom. Have a good time.
0: You know, every other time I've watched Carrie, I always thought Sue was in on what happens later so I always thought she was malicious so this is the first time I'm really Really? watching her and going like oh there's no mean bone in this girl's body no
1: no she like well I mean Uh, I mean there is a mean bone in her body because she did she did tell Carrie to like plug it up and throw a tampon at her but like she has again she has empathy and she realized oh I fucked up Because she realized that, Kate, because I think what Sue thought was happening is that someone was overreacting and, you know, making a big deal out of it. And then she realized, oh, you didn't know what was happening. That's fucked up. I want to do something nice for you. You know? Chris, take notes. Anyway. (laughs) Anyway. She's gonna... Do the exact fucking opposite.
0: She's gonna blow her boyfriend and say the most perfectly succinct lines (sighs) while she's supposed to be allegedly performing fellatio.
1: Also, she has the most messed up relationship with her boyfriend. Uh, Yeah, viewers, if you watch this movie, take notes. Don't be in a relationship that Chris is. I I can't. What's her boyfriend's name? Billy. Because it shows it shows Sue. No, not Sue. Sorry. It shows Chris and Billy. They're both in the car. They're driving down the road
0: he slaps her like two or three times yeah, within she, one she, scene
1: yeah and she keeps insulting him she keeps calling him you dumb shit you stupid fucker and he slaps her Every and time. yeah and their insults being traded back and where he, she insults him he hits her and then in the parking lot when they park she like draws him in for a kiss and then she shoves him away and insults him he gets angry hits her and then she does the same fucking thing again like, th- they are a toxic couple. Anyway, yeah, also while she's blowing him, she's like, I fucking hate Carrie White. It's like, right? This is weird. Also, they're doing it in front of, like, they pull up to a business. I can see the front door from their car, from their, like, car view, and they're, I don't know, privacy, you guys? What the you fuck? know,
0: some people like, uh, the thrill of possibly being caught in public.
1: Well, I don't want to catch that, so what the fuck?
0: I know you don't want to catch that.
1: Moving on. I think that it's also that very night, isn't it? That, yeah, they they go to that pig farm. Also, we learn how much of a psychopath like Chris is. Both of them. Yeah, yeah. No, it's Chris, Billy, and a couple of their friends go to a pig farm. One of the friends is supposed to bludgeon the pigs, but he's like, I'm actually not doing this. I can't kill the little piggies. So Billy gets in the pig pen with a fucking sledgehammer sled and is hitting them, like bashing in their brains. And you see Chris on the sidelines cheering him on, like "Hit it! Do it again! Do it again!" Like a fucking psychopath.
0: The Sawyer family would have done it better.
1: Yeah, but Jesus Christ, man! Yeah, this is this this is the Sawyer family in the making, right? These are crazy fuckers. But anyway, we they
0: collect their pig blood, go back to the school, and start setting up yeah. their rouge.
1: Yeah. And then we cut to another day where we see Carrie, like you know, in the, in the library doing some more research, and we see Tommy approach her and is like, "Hey, do you want to go to the prom with me?" And Carrie's like, "What?" And just, Tommy's like, "Yeah, you, you like my prom. Want to go to the prom?" She bolts. Honestly, same. Same. Yeah, no. Yeah, same. So she bolts. She freaks out. She's running down the steps, and she's caught by Miss Collins, who sees Carrie freaking out and is like, "Hey, what's going on?" Actually, no, no. Uh, Miss Collins is going to her office, and she sees Carrie kind of like hunched in the corner. That was it. Carrie is kind of hunched in the corner, and then Miss Collins is like, "What's going on?" And Carrie's like, "Hey, Tommy asked me to the prom, but I know what the kids at this school think of me, so I, I know they're they're just fucking with me." And Miss Collins is like, "No, no, no. He genuinely asked you, like." Just think about it. Would you have a good time? She takes her in front of the mirror. Honestly,
0: like... I feel like she's somewhat helping boost Carrie's low ego. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, lying a little bit. Because oh, I yeah. don't think she buys Tommy for
1: oh, a second. Oh, definitely. Like, at this moment in time, Miss Collins is definitely like, there. Like, I think the thing is is that she wants to lie to Carrie, though. She's like, I'll handle this. Like, whatever... F- I'll, I'll pull them aside and straighten this all out. But for Carrie... I'm gonna lie for Carrie. I'm gonna be like, no, like, just think, you could get your hair done, you could put on makeup, you could have a wonderful time, you're beautiful, and she I'm She
0: becomes more of a mother than Carrie's yeah. mother.
1: Like, literally, that five-minute interaction is more parenting than Miss White has ever done in her fucking life. Like, more positive interaction than her mom, like Carrie's mom has ever done in her life. Like, that's shitty. At least Miss Con is nice to her. And then later on, of course, Ms. Khan pulls, like, Sue and Tommy aside and is like... What "What?" the fuck? Yeah, what the fuck? And Sue confesses. She's like, hey, I asked Tommy to ask her to the prom, yes, but not maliciously. It's just because I know, I know personally I fucked up. And I don't think, you know, doing push-ups for a week is fair compensation. I don't give a shit about prom. Miss collins is even like oh like tommy you do realize what's gonna happen when you take carrie to the prom people are gonna like laugh at you and think it's odd because even i know what a social outcast carrie is and fucking sue says well i don't care what people think of me and i don't think we care about what people people think of us right tommy tommy kind of he hesitated he hesitated but honestly he ends up you know nodding his head you know agreeing with it who does for sue you know yeah you shouldn't give a shit about what people think of you. We, uh, kind of, I think that's when we cut to... Carrie arriving, uh, home. No, no, no. Yeah, Carrie arrives home, and then Tommy, after that day, gets in his car and drives to her house. And knocks on the door, Carrie answers, and Tommy again tries to, like, convince her, like, well, what's the problem with me? I, I think we'd have a good time. You like my poem? It's this Friday, it's or something like that. Like, hey, yeah, don't come to the problem with me. And Carrie eventually's like, yeah, I think I would enjoy no,
0: that. She only agrees because he refuses oh. to leave reports. Oh. And her mom's like, coming.
1: Oh, <laughs> shit. Oh, um, I remember that scene wrong then. I remembered it way sweeter than it actually was. No, <laughs> no,
0: basically, her, her mom was asleep when he showed up
1: mm-hmm.
0: and Carrie answers the door. Yep. She rejects him he's like, well, I'm not going to leave till I get a yes. She keeps rejecting him and keeps insisting. Yeah. And then her mom starts talking in the background. So like she is now officially between the rock and a hard place. Yeah. Cuz he won't leave and her mom's rousing up awake. We don't get confirmation of this at this point. But already I know if Carrie's mom saw that boy at the front porch, oh, oh my god.
1: God, yeah, yeah. Devil so, in a Hellfire. I think she might have killed the kid. Uh,
0: I I feel like Carrie said yes just to get him to leave.
1: Uh, yeah, no.
0: But she committed.
1: Yeah, she committed. Honestly, and I think afterwards she's kind of like, you know, like, oh, shit. Like, he came to my house, seemed pretty serious. Like, he might be serious about enjoying going to prom with me and i think it's that night where we have the dinner dinner. yeah no fucking ah yeah if you've ever been to a house where you walk in the front door you look into the house and you see that kind of just that wall of crosses
0: this is that house
1: this is that house like her mom has the fucking what the final dinner or some shit like that as like a, like a wall hanging, like right fucking next to the dining room table. Jesus Christ, I he is there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like he's fucking everywhere. My grandparents were pastors, literal pastors, and I didn't see the amount of like Christian like memorabilia in their house that I see in this house. Like it is. A lot.
0: The more religious someone's house is, the more uncomfortable I am in that house. Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, my God. Yeah, no. Yeah, same. Same.
0: Because, you know, religion's a fucking cult.
1: Religion? I mean, some religions, like, I like Buddhism. Some of those religions, I seem pretty chill with. Christianity, specifically white Christians, specifically white evangelical Christians, terrify the shit out of me. Same with Mormons. Terrify me. Mormons come knocking to my door. I lock the door and hide in my panic room. I'm like, (laughs) the devil... panic room? (laughs) Oh, okay, so it might be my closet, but still. Oh. Mormons scare me back to the closet, man. It's just, it's just what happens, (laughs) all right? Oh, but anyway, anyway. So you have the dinner where you have Carrie on one end, her mom on the other, and Carrie brings it up. She's going to be brutally honest. She's like, hey, mom, I've been asked to the prom and I'm going. Carrie's mom throws what I think is hot tea in her face.
0: She extinguishes both the candles on the daily... Their house is mostly candle lit, too. That's the part that's really eerie to me. Yeah. Like, her mom is almost so Puritan to where it's like, I don't even want to use lights in my house.
1: Exactly. And it just also makes the house dark and cramped. Her mom throws tea on her. Starts going on about how because Carrie got her period now, like, oh boys, we up the wall, like smelling. It's disgusting.
0: She compares men to dogs yeah. sniffing blood.
1: Yeah, no, like, also how dehumanizing is that for like th- Those are two genders that she is just dehumanizing and like completely like making as it as if. Like, humans are slaves to their, like, animal functions, which is complete bullshit. Anyway, yeah, her mom starts just wailing on her, telling her that it's stupid, that, like, they're all just, like, gonna laugh at her, and it's a joke, and that this is sin, and Carrie fights back. Carrie's I don't like, think
0: Mrs. White hits Carrie in this scene. Uh, I think it's more just beration.
1: Oh, yeah, verbal abuse, definitely. And eventually... Her, Carrie's mom gets up and starts walking away like we're done with the conversation I have said no I'm not listening to you and is pleading at her mom to listen to her That's what she, she's like please come back here and talk to me not like I hate you or she just wants to have an honest conversation with her mother where both sides are able to freely like converse and her mom shuts her down so Carrie shuts all the doors and windows and at first her mom tries to like be like, oh, it's the devil, and Carrie's like, no. she calls
0: her witch and the devil's servant, I yeah. believe, in very quick succession.
1: And Carrie's like, no, I'm not the devil. I'm not any of this. I've I've read about it. I've read things, and apparently, people like me exist in this world. And I'm Carrie. Pretty much said, yeah. Carrie says things are going to change in this house, or things are going to change around here, like. And this is this is the first one where Carrie really stands up for herself and is like, Nope, I'm not having this anymore. Like, I'm going to prom, I'm changing things and then I think we see kind of Carrie starts like um sewing, her dress sewing her dress. She goes out like in public for like the first time. I, I, we've seen her and she tried and she's having a fun time like trying on different like lipsticks and This like,
0: montage is also paired with Tommy getting his suit with oh, his friends.
1: Yeah. I, I just love that the, that third guy's like, I don't want a tuxedo, I don't want a tuxedo. And then they're like, I got just a tuxedo for you. And that's one of those fucking t-shirt tuxedos. It's great time.
0: Classy. I, yeah. I honestly thought that was something from, like, when we were younger teenagers. Right? So seeing that in this movie, like, oh, there's always been that there lazy goes. son of a bitch.
1: Uh, where there's a will, there's a way, or where there's not a will,
0: there is still a way. I hope it's one of those tuxedo t shirts that cuts off right here yeah. so there's no design. On
1: oh, the back. please! <laughs> like there's please. like a
0: white ring and it stops right in the oh, middle of yeah. the sleeve. I
1: fucking love that shit. Um, anyway, everybody's having like a good time, and then uh, we do also sadly see risk kind of setting up her demonic little fucking setup where you see her kind of walking around whispering into people's ears getting like her friends on board with this but then you also have like a one will cut scene with sue where you see like someone else like helping her hang decorations and is like hey i heard that tommy asked carrie to prom what the fuck's going on and Sue's so like yeah no i know i asked tommy to do this because i think Carrie deserves a good time. And uh, f- with what we and I did to Carrie in the bathroom, you know, this is kind of deserved. And, like, the girl's like even like, oh, shit, really? And Sue's like, yeah, no. Other people will have to figure out, like, you know, kind of pay for this. But uh, this is what I'm doing. And I was like, hell yeah, So Good moral compass. Uh, not, not that other people in this movie have that moral compass, but I'm glad Sue does at least.
0: And after these kind of happy jump cuts of their day happen. It finally comes time for Tommy to pick Carrie up for the prom.
1: Yeah. No, so you see Carrie, she has, honestly, the dress is beautiful. She's getting ready. She's like, excited but nervous. And her mom comes in and freaks out. Like, is like, I can
0: see your dirty pillows.
1: What the fuck? And Carrie's like, no, those are cold breasts. Every woman has those. This is kind of a thing. Yeah, and like, He's not
0: coming. They're all going to laugh at you, Carrie. Yeah,
1: just gaslighting the shit out of her. And Carrie even... Oh, God, the thing that pains me is that Carrie reacts to this like it's normal. She... um, Like, while while her mom is freaking out around her, Carrie keeps calm, almost. Like, yeah, she's like, oh, I'm already so nervous. Like, you know, don't talk to me like that. And she seems calm as this, this is just what her mother does. And she's learned to just deal with that kind of manic, frantic energy that honestly would terrify me if I was in a room with it. And that, man, it's another blow. Man, Carrie doesn't deserve any of this shit. Uh,
0: Carrie finally, like, has enough of her mom and even starts using her powers on her mom to restrain her to her fucking bed because her mom keeps trying to...
1: Yeah, shove her her, hold hold her. And, oh, God, that's also when her mom, I think, goes down on her knees... And, like... No,
0: no, that's after prom. If you're talking about the dad speech. Oh,
1: yeah, you're right. That's after prom. Oh, yeah, so Carrie just glues her mom to the bed, walks downstairs, Tommy, like, welcomes her into the car, and that's when they head off to prom. And, like, God, like, you see this one moment where, like, Carrie and Tommy are in the car, and Carrie's admitting how nervous she is. And Tommy's, like, reassuring her and telling her that it'll be okay. Gets out of the car and opens the door for Carrie. And you see, like, this look of, like, happiness on her. And oh, God. It's just rough knowing what'll come. Honestly,
0: watching the two of them through this date, it's kind of heartwarming with a different lens than I used to yeah. watch this with. Because, just like Sue, I thought he was in on the joke. Mm-hmm. So, like, seeing him genuinely be sweet to Carrie and not think yeah. that's an act yeah. is really nice. Right. It's a nice break for her. Yeah. It's a nice break for us because of what we see not only her mother but the other girls except Sue and the uh, Mrs.
1: Collins. Yeah. Thank
0: you. Collins put her through. So it, it's, it's just
1: nice. It's
0: nice. It, it's yeah. nice to see someone genuinely like Carrie for who she is.
1: Yeah. And so like they walk into the prom and like Tommy's friends greet them. Tommy's friends walk up. One of Tommy's like male friends uh, is like, "Wow, Tommy like Carrie's beautiful," and he does have a derogatory dar- comment for his day. But his like the woman that his his friend brought with her, she immediately like warms up to Carrie and takes her side, holds her, like touches her, and is warm and welcoming. Like, "Oh, you will sit with us." You know, just it's like there's just like that feeling of com- camaraderie that we really feel like that Carrie has clearly been missing, probably her whole life. We see them like sit at like a table, and that uh, we see still Carrie is nervous, Carrie is scared. And Tommy asks her to dance, and Carrie asks, Can we still sit here for a moment? And Tommy's like, Yeah, no, take all the time you need. It's, it's awkward, but I mean, then Miss Collins sees them, comes by. Um, asked to switch out with, like, you know, Tommy. And this girl just talks to her.
0: Peps her the fuck up. Peps her
1: the fuck up, humanizes, like, the whole entire situation, talks about an embarrassing moment on her own, and it's just, it's just really nice. And then Tommy comes back, and it's just this wonderful welcoming like warm feeling
0: and finally he convinces her hey let's dance let's yeah. go to the dance floor and she accepts finally
1: yeah and like of course earlier on we of course seen a couple people like either stare at them we've seen chris's friend i can't remember what her name is like laugh at them but most of the people are just you know they don't give a shit they are do. they are having their own time at prom and so, you know, Carrie and Tommy go out to the dance floor, and Carrie confesses that she doesn't know how to dance. And I think really that's when it sinks in for Tommy of what Carrie's life is like. And he's like, oh shit. Like <laughs>
0: ah here, put your hands here yeah. and here. Yeah,
1: and... well dance. Even like gives her a kiss and it's sweet and like emotional. And then that's also when I think we cut back to Carrie's mom, who is doing the
0: chopping the carrot. Menacingly. Yeah,
1: like, just slamming, like, the knife. At some
0: point, she's not even chopping a carrot. She's just chopping a board.
1: Yeah, so she is very clearly unhinged.
0: We Um, also start to see Chris, Billy, and Co start to really get ready for their, ooh, super cool prank. We're gonna show her for making, for us bullying her.
1: Exactly, yeah. We see Chris and Billy on the um, platform underneath the stairs. And then when everybody sits down, it's time to, like, vote for prom king queen. And, like, you see on the ballot that Carrie and Tommy name have been entered. Carrie's again scared. And then Tommy's like, no, 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 you look beautiful. We've had a wonderful night. Just vote for us, right? It, and she
0: doesn't like, want to vote for herself initially, which is sweet. Yeah. But he convinces her. Yeah. The devil with modest.
1: Yeah, the devil with modesty. so she puts, like, an X there. And then we see Chris's. I can't remember what Chris's friend's name. But she is the red hat. She you see her pick up like the pamphlets, and then does does the switcheroo where she like like you know drops them and kicks them underneath a like you know a table, grab new ones from I think her the boy that she went with while they're kissing to distract people, and then she hands off those falsified
0: voter, voter? to the ballot counters. Thank
1: you. Yeah, the ballots to the ballot counters. And then we see that, like, uh, eventually, like, it's announced, oh, Carrie and Tommy, you won! And we just see this look of, like, kind of that that slow crawl of Carrie and Tommy walking up to the platform. They both look so happy! It's
0: almost quite like a dream sequence.
1: It is! And then we also have a cut to where we see Sue kissing her parents, like, goodnight, that she'll just be gone for a while, and she runs off to, like, the prom to just kind of, like, peek in on things. And then we see Carrie and, like... Tommy reach, like, the platform, and they're just, like, just, you know, carry his hand in flowers. They all look so happy. Sue peeks in around the corner, and she looks happy, and everyone's just fucking smiling and having a good time.
0: Sue is the only one out of the prank to realize what's about to happen, yeah. too. Yeah,
1: Because she's behind the platform, and that's where she sees the rope. She follows it up. She follows it back down. And when she sees Chris underneath the platform, she's like, what the fuck? She tries to go in, like, what the fuck are you doing? And Miss Collins thinks she knows that Sue and Tommy kind of set up this date for Carrie. So she thinks maybe Sue got jealous, maybe something's going wrong. So she grabs Sue and hauls her out. She
0: kicks her out. She so kicks she's her- not supposed to be there.
1: Yeah. And then <sighs> tragedy strikes.
0: The bucket of blood drops on Carrie.
1: And we see this...
0: audio cuts out like vocals there's none left yeah it's almost kind of this shell shock we usually get when we see in like an action movie when a grenade goes off you can see people's mouths moving you don't see the words and from tommy i can clearly see his lips saying what What the the hell?"
1: hell yeah he is clearly angry. You see people in the crowd are shocked. You see Chris's friend. She's the only one laughing. Chris's friend starts bawling over, giggling. But the guy next to her looks at her, like, affronted and offended. People are dist- aghast. Yeah, people are aghast. People are disgusted. A lot of people are just like, what is going on? Is this, is this part of it? What is, like, you know, people are clearly confused. And then we see Carrie, like, then we see the bucket fall on Tommy's head, he yeah. kind of he gets he, knocked out, pretty much.
0: I'm saying knocked out. Yeah, um, I, I know a lot of people allegedly count him dead at this point. I can't, that's uh, like but a But that's just a that's, fucking bucket. That's a
1: tin bucket, and it didn't even hit him that hard, because he, cause he it takes a while to, like, stagger, and then kind of, you know, kind of, like, just black out, and that is where we see kind of Carrie hunch in on herself, and that's where we see this distorted view and vocal track. We hear laughter, and we see from this we strange...
0: We hear Cassie. We hear they're all gonna laugh at you. We hear Plug yeah. It Up. Yeah. We hear Mrs. Collins trying to assure Carrie that she can trust her. Yeah. We hear all these things that Carrie has heard through this movie.
1: Yeah. Through this, like, mutated lens. We know what's really going on. We know that the people in the crowd aren't laugh. Well, most of them aren't laughing. Chris's friend is fucking... Maybe
0: a handful of people are laughing, But But not everyone.
1: No. Honestly, I think most of the crowd is shocked. And then a few of them are, like, appalled. Like, Miss Collins or Tommy's friends. Like, they're like, what the hell is going on? They're angry. But from Carrie's point of view, she thinks they're all in on it. Because she doesn't know any better.
0: Chris and Billy escape. And at that moment, Carrie just locks everyone in.
1: Yeah. No. Yeah. uh,
0: Lights go red.
1: Yeah, people try the doors and are slammed back and then shit starts happening. Like poor Mrs. Collins is like fucking up. We part get
0: of... someone electrocuted.
1: Yeah, some the the principal, the principal is electrocuted.
0: Mrs. Collins gets crushed by a uh backboard.
1: Yeah, falling from the ceiling.
0: Yeah, another electrocution yeah. at the mic stand. I think it's the
1: vice principal. I
0: believe it's so. The vice
1: principal electrocuted as well, and then like a fire starts and everyone is just burned alive and carrie just
0: see people get knocked out by the hose we see people get knocked over falling yeah people aren't able to escape and carrie just walks out yeah like the doors close
1: she, she loses all expression in her face she uncurls herself she just stands there her eyes go wide shit starts happening and she's kind of like her head's darting around like it's presumably like fucking everything up and then she just walks out slow, methodical, like there is just no soul left in her body. And she walks down, like she walks out, closes and locks the doors behind her, and starts walking home. When Billy and Chris think it's a good idea to go after the chick with psychic powers and kill her? I mean, I guess. Yeah, like their friends are dead, so they're-
0: I don't think it's quite that she has psychic powers, but they want to kill her. Yeah. Covering her in a bucket of pig's blood isn't enough.
1: I guess so. They they go after. I, I'm pretty sure it's at this point. Yeah, Billy is drunk off his ass. Chris is driving. There, she Carrie's like on a straight shot for uh, Carrie. Uh, Carrie turns around, flips that fucking car like it's nothing. Boom, boom, explosions. The car rolls. I think that's honestly the coolest stuff in the movie. Is that <laughs> movie. that is a cool car crash, and. Carrie just keeps walking home, like, nothing fucking happened. Eventually, she walks into her house, and her whole house is uh, a fire hazard because there's just candles fucking everywhere.
0: Candles on the bed, the stairs, yeah. every inch every. of table yeah. surface. Yeah. Um, and she goes upstairs. I don't know if you saw her mom oh, standing yeah. her behind mom the door.
1: Her mom is hiding in her room behind the door. But Carrie walks up, just goes to the bathtub, and just washes herself off. There's still that blank expression on her face. And I think it's eventually then when it starts to click in, when she, like, undresses, bathes, dresses up, but you see some of it actually start to affect her, and she walks out, and she sees her mom behind... Her mom comes out from behind the door, and Carrie's looking for comfort. She asks her mother to, like, hold her, that her mom was right, that everyone did laugh at her, and, like...
0: Her mom says, let us pray for the last time.
1: Oh, yeah, and that's when she gets down on her knees... And reveals the fact that uh, she wanted a, a, a sexless marriage for and Jesus.
0: from what I understood, her husband raped her.
1: Yeah. It was really weird because they had apparently had sex before marriage. And then because of that sin, right uh, from what I was tracking, because of that sin, she didn't want to have sex at all. And that they were doing so well. And that whenever they had like lustful urges, they would just pray. And then eventually her husband came home one day just drunk and was like, I want to have sex and just started like undressing and doing the business. And then her mom says she enjoyed some of it. And that, that was like the true sin. It was a whole bunch of bad shit. It was just a roller. Um, oh, also I think it's in that, is it? No, no, no. It's before when Carrie is like getting into her mom that her mom was like, oh, and like her, your, your father left because of Jesus or no her father but I can't remember what Carrie's mom's excuse was of why her father like left but Carrie told upfront no dad left with another woman dad didn't want to be married to anymore and left with another woman so clearly they had yeah so I have no idea what happened there yeah so pretty much her, her dad forced himself on her mom her mom apparently enjoyed some of it because she's probably fucking touch-starved, you oh, know? God. Yeah, like, horribly fucking touch-starved. Takes the worst reaction for it, and pretty much just hates Carrie her entire life, and I think that's when she stabs her. Yeah. Go down and fucking stabs her. her stabs
0: end, her daughter.
1: <laughs> yeah, stabs her daughter. Carrie falls back down her staircase in shock, starts crawling away backwards, and her mom does the sign of the fucking cross, and it's just like, nope, I'm gonna kill you because... You're a witch and witches burn and you've sinned and I created you through sin.
0: And Carrie sends a bunch of kitchen utensils right into mom. Yeah. Crucifying her in the same way that uh, uh Saint
1: Sebastian. Yes, yeah, same way same Saint way. Sebastian. Yeah. And then like one step's down, once her mom's kind of hanging there for a second, you see Carrie realize what happened and she's horrified. She goes to her mother, she tries to like un like unpin her, and that's in the hard house. Just starts to collapse. Clearly, well,
0: like even before that, oh. when her mom was dying, that was portrayed orgasmic.
1: Oh, know? I was trying to forget that.
0: Like she was oh. moaning and yeah. almost having too good of a time with dying.
1: There, yeah, no, it was weird. I was like, yeah, oof, yeah, you, you super fucked up, lady. Like, you do, <laughs> but yeah, eventually the house is collapsing in. Carrie is distraught because she killed her mom. Honestly, I don't feel like she should be all too bad. She... Oh, God, the worst... Fo-
0: syndrome. I
1: know, and the worst fucking part is that she drags her mother to the prayer closet. Like,
0: and God,
1: like, I, I would have been happier if she tried to drag her mother, like, out the front door or something like that while the house is collapsing in on them, but no, she drags them both to the prayer closet. Jesus fucking Christ.
0: And the house collapses on them. Yeah. So if, you yeah. know, Carrie didn't die of blood loss or one thing or another...
1: Yeah, like her being I,
0: crushed in that house is yeah. good enough for me.
1: God, yeah, the thing fucking catches on. The last shot we get of this is of that like displayed statue of Saint Sebastian. Like, yeah, and eventually the whole house collapses in on itself, and we cut to poor Sue who is just in bed, and her mom apparently gets up to take the phone, and is like, Sue is distraught, but she might be going like and having too much sleep. And then we get this really weird sequence where we see It's Sue. a dream. It's definitely a dream. Did they actually film backwards, I think? Yes. Yeah, because you see cars going backwards in the background, but you see her walking towards this plot of land where you see for sale and then you see may Carrie like burn in hell or something like that. Carrie she...
0: White burns in hell.
1: Yeah, and you see her go to place flowers at the grave and then like we get a jump scare where like a hand comes out of the dirt and like grabs her hand. And then we see that it is definitely dream sequence because Sue is still in bed and she's screaming. And we pan out and we see her mom kind of holding her. And then we also see, suitcases and boxes they are not staying in that town they are leaving
0: i'd fucking leave that town too especially at the end of this movie yeah because i I actually looked up numbers of people to die in this movie because that gym scene is an absolute fucking massacre it is 66 people including tommy that's how he's gonna die burned in that gym
1: Yeah, no, it is. It's fucking and like, oh god, I know that. Yeah, no, Carrie killed Miss Collins and like a a few other clearly innocent members. But man, I still feel so bad for Carrie. Yeah, she she burned those people alive. They definitely didn't deserve to burn. But like, and that's it. Like, Lee saw a clear fracture break in her mind. Like she was not there.
0: I actually can relate a little bit to Carrie oh, in yeah. that state as well because, like, I have PTSD, as mm-hmm. you know, and the few times I have had a complete mental snap, I was not there anymore. Apparently, I don't remember this stuff, but my friends have told me I don't just—I dis- I can't see friend from enemy oh, when yeah. I'm like that. Yeah. And uh, it's taken me a long time to get to a point where, like, I know when I need to separate myself from people, But back when I was a teenager, I lost friends because I snapped and then I'd get violent with close friends. I've lost friends because of my own disorder. So I'm looking at Carrie like this is a complete mental snap. Yeah,
1: no, like, yeah, you see it. Like, you see her mother's words echoing in her brain and we know she's been abused for her entire life, gaslit and be made to be isolated and paranoid. And so, and she's also been bullied at school. So you see just this moment where she just, like, there's blood everywhere and her mind, you see her mind completely breaks. So it's like, I don't even really blame Carrie for those deaths because, like, I don't think she was truly aware of her actions. I mean, she wasn't even really aware that she was killing her mother until, like, the attack stopped, her mom was halted, and then it came to her. And when we, when she washes off all the blood and comes to and she walks and she sears her mom what she says is oh mom you were right they all laughed at me not that they died not that anyone was murdered not that like that anyone was attacked just they laughed at me i don't even think she remembers like killing all of them
0: i think the last thing in my experience whenever i did have these blackouts Mm -hmm. happen i'm gonna use a very vague example but someone threw a object at me it hit me in the face i blacked out and i came back to when i was catching them from falling what i did not realize was apparently i closed the distance and punched that person Mm -hmm. and that's when i came back to after i had assaulted them yeah catching them and i'm like are you okay yeah so like
1: yeah just complete like yeah dissociation yeah completely dissociation which honestly Probably Carrie experienced a lot because that prayer room. She was probably locked in there for hours, man. Like, and so yeah, you you completely disassociate from yourself. You lose track of time. Yeah, I feel man. That's why I had such mixed like reviews on this movie. Because on one hand, oh, it's very well done. The acting is really good. I love the music. But God, it it's not so much a horror movie, is it? Is just like a really? It's a it's it's like a tragic film for me.
0: Well, like, uh, it, it is a horror movie, because horror and tragedy hold hands off. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we've watched Midnight Mass, and yeah. the same kind of thing happens. A lot of the horror doesn't happen till the very end. I'm sure Margaret White and Beverly Keene would have a wonderful time oh talking about God. God together.
1: Oh, <laughs> They would... Oh God. They'd, they'd have, be besties. They would be besties. They'd have their own little parish and all their fucking crosses. And they'd have big, dramatic dinners every night talking about how they're both sinners and the Lord is good. Jesus, oh, God.
0: <laughs> what sins have you committed in your mind today, Beverly? Well, Margaret... I'm thirsty for Father Paul.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And then fucking Miss White just pulls out a knife and stabs her. Jesus. That's how that would go down. Oh, God. Anyway, yeah, just real fucked up movie. Uh,
0: So you did talk about the soundtrack and sound design a little bit, how you enjoyed it. And it is really fun. There are are moments you can almost dance to the soundtrack because it's just very upbeat, very happy, very Stephen King-esque. Oh, yeah. Because Stephen King, it, the best description I've ever heard mm-hmm. of Stephen King is he is the Walmart greeter of horror movies.
1: Uh, like, he's that's... right there
0: at the front door to ease you into the genre. And that does not discredit him at all, because this is also the sick bastard behind Gerald's Gate. Oh, <sighs> <sighs> Like we same guy. We don't
1: talk about that movie. We're gonna we have to
0: talk no, about it. No, we're not
1: gonna talk about. I'm not watching that again. You will have. You, I'm not seeing that again. We're not seeing that movie. We're moving seeing that on, movie. On, that moving again. on. Moving on. Anyway. Uh, so
0: it's got a really good soundtrack and sound design. It does. The gore of it is actually almost non-existent, other than the pig's blood.
1: Yeah, I mean, and the
0: think, period blood. But yeah. Is that really gore, or is that just? The human body being the human body.
1: You yeah, know? I mean it's disgusting for me, but like, man, like it's not. It's just yeah, yeah. It's just human bodily functions, not ho- like gore, in my opinion. And the pig's blood definitely gore. I think maybe Miss Collins being snapped in half uh, is definitely gore. Maybe like yeah, Miss White being stabbed, kitchen utensils through the power of the mind. That's gore. But yeah, no, no, not not much.
0: And obviously this was Stephen King's first book. Yeah. Um, Fun fact, he almost threw this book in the trash. He actually did throw this book in the trash, and his wife saw it in the trash, picked it up, read it, gave it back to him, was like, no, you're you're finishing this book. I'll help you. She gave him insight on what being a girl in high school was like, if I remember correctly. And so I feel like, Even though it is a man writing a high school girl... Yeah. I can't speak for this, but would you say he did some things fairly accurately to growing up in a more feminine life? Because I can't understand that at all, either.
1: I mean, oh, God... I think it, it, it is, is semi accurate. I'm not sure if, again, that first the scene. The titular. The titular, yeah. The, like, like the literally titty scene? The, the, the titty locker scene, the locker room scene. I don't think that was that was too accurate. I think that was more for like aesthetic, perhaps. But honestly, yeah, that kind of. I know, at least for. um, No, it was pretty semi accurate. Because, I mean. At least growing up in high school most people who uh, identified as um, women, as females, they weren't so much physically aggressive as they were just mentally, like, they would shred you to pieces. I remember this one thing where, like, um, the first scene when they're doing volleyball or whatever, and, like, you know, Carrie misses a shot, and then everyone's kind of like, oh, you suck, you suck. Eat shit. And then, yeah, yeah, and then Chris just whispers under his, and says, eat shit. Yeah, that's pretty accurate, I gotta say. Yeah, that's, (laughs) yeah, they won't punch you, they won't kick you, but, God, they know when you're down. Um, yeah, so that's pretty accurate. Okay, Um,
0: cool. Yeah. It's nice to know that because, uh, uh, even though I don't really hang out with girls mm-hmm. as much, it, it's nice to watch these movies with someone who understands that perspective a little bit more than I could. Because I'll look at you like, is I don't it,
1: understand. This, this is, this is real. I'm like, I do I think, yeah, like that earlier. Like, we talked for, what, like 10, 20 minutes where you were like, yeah, that principal's an asshole. And I'm like, no, no. Uh, it, it, sometimes it feels like there's a spear being stabbed through your gut. It is horrifyingly painful, and if I didn't have any top grade pain medication at the time, um, yeah, I would like a cab home. I'm not sure I want to walk.
0: We got a you know pretty huge body count in this movie—a total yes. of 73 people. Yeah, we got two electrocuted, one crushed by a blackboard. 66 were burned
1: alive. I think it wasn't a blackboard; it was a back. Backboard.
0: backboard. Sorry, dude. No, that's just my mouth doing its thing.
1: Yeah.
0: I'm not gonna cut that either. <laughs> oh, it's not fair, fair. So, 66 people burned alive.
1: Yeah, because wow. we're that 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 falling that 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 bucket that did bucket not could kill him. That bucket could not Tommy. have killed. Knocking him out is even I feel like a stretch. Like, yeah, he was knocked out by the bucket. He could not have been killed by that.
0: We got the two assholes that burned alive in that car explosion. Oh yeah,
1: fuck Billy and Chris. They're both fucking assholes. They they got Knubbin. See, they, they deserved that.
0: Margaret White stabbed by knives and various kitchen utensils. Yep. Unfortunately, Carrie White crushed oh, by debris.
1: God, that's like, man, I know I don't know how she would have gotten come back from all this, but I wish Carrie would have lived. I just, like, I wish she had, like, seen the house coming down, left her mom. Because, honestly, I feel like if she just, like, let her mom kind of hang there and bolted towards the front door, she would have made it out. If she just left her mom, made it out, and we just had a cutscene where we see her just in her own little, like, cottagecore house, you know, taking care of some flowers, I would have been happy, man.
0: Yeah, I'm (sighs) I'm sorry, Carrie. It's almost the great tragedy of the movie that she will never get that happy ending
1: i know just shitty life and a shitty death like oh god and she died in the prayer room she died in the prayer closet She didn't deserve that. She at least deserved to die outside. She at least deserved, even even if they hadn't made it to the prayer closet and she died elsewhere in her house, I would have been happy. But she dies in the prayer closet. Ah, that hurts. Yeah. Ah, that's rough, man.
0: Thank you for listening to Bodies by the Numbers, Mm -hmm. a horror podcast. We hope to see you next time.
1: Yeah. Oh, bye. Bye.
0: Thank you for listening to Bodies by the Numbers, a horror podcast. You can also find us on Instagram at Bodies by the Numbers pod, Twitter at Bodies Numbers, and our email address is Bodies by the Numbers pod at gmail.com. We hope to see you again next time.